Good morning. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Welcome to Contact on Connect FM. Uh, this is my very first live show, and in studio live with me today is our own, very own County Commissioner Dave Glass. But first, I want to thank Community County Services for being the ho- for being our sponsor for local family-based mental health. Hi, folks. Are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wits' end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services. We provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, and live this morning... We're fortunate to have our very own County Commissioner, Dave Glass. Commissioner, welcome to my very first live show. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Very welcome. Uh, First, uh, Commissioner, I just want to note something because listeners certainly know this. You're a Democrat. You're a lone Democrat on the County Commission. I can't hide it from my own bio. I'm a Republican. In today's world, you can get together and just have a conversation with a Republican and Democrat. It seems very difficult at times for some people, but I think in that spirit, we're going to have a very good conversation today. Well, I certainly think so. I mean, you and I have been friends for a while, and and I think it's really, really important to respect our differences, but also understand the areas that we agree and, and what things we can work, all of this can work on to make better in our community. And that's been my goal ever since I took this job. Right. And it seems like that really should be the focus. I, I know it sounds perhaps a little naive to people, but I actually... I always joke, maybe I am naive, that the whole point of public service is to serve. And hopefully that those who are elected to serve do what's best for our community. And uh, the commissioners, in this case, uh, you, you want to do what's very best for Clearfield County and the people of the county. See, we're already agreeing. I agree with everything you just said there. Exactly. So So thank you for coming in. Um, So let's just get started in that spirit. Let's just jump right in. Can you give an overview of what a county commissioner does for the county and how big is our county kind of tell us what it takes to run this county and budget wise if you know exactly how many employees i i expect that the a lot of things going on in this county and you give us a brief quick overview probably no question i get more often than what exactly is it you do so <laughs> um good chance to address that our, our our position is sort of unique um it's not it's obviously an elected position. It's it's not all a legislative. I mean, obviously we have public meetings and we pass um, budgets and we, and we do we take votes on different things, but it's every bit as much executive because we're making decisions on a day to day basis about hiring and and different you know we're meeting with people and and setting different direction for the county in certain ways. Um, so th- there's a hybrid nature to the position, uh, obviously. I'm not a lone executive. There are three of us, so there, there's a lot of collaboration that has to go on. And uh, I want to take a moment to give a little bit of a shout out to my colleagues. As you mentioned, I'm the minority commissioner. Uh, they could very easily just freeze me out and say, "We'll do what we want, and we don't care what you think." They have never done that. And right. That is a credit to them, and I know that's not necessarily the case everywhere. So I, I just want to want to say that the things you talked about in your open about working together and finding common ground is something that, that I've seen. I saw it when I worked on the school board 10 years ago in Clearfield, and I see it now. Reasonable people can do 
wonderful things if they have open minds and you know we respect the boundaries i know there's certain things that i can i they'll never do you know come along with my way of thinking and i'm i with theirs but we tend to concentrate on the areas where maybe we do have common ground and maybe we didn't start with exactly common ground but it's like i'll give a little you give a little and and we can get there so yeah i think you bring up an excellent point uh, uh, certainly uh, john sobel and tony scotto deserve a shout out as well for being willing to serve. Um, I personally think being a county commissioner is a very tough job. That's one of those jobs where the rubber literally meets the road. And, you know, it's very hard to make everyone happy at any given time. In fact, I'd say it's impossible. But agreed. I, I think you uh, rightfully point out that they could freeze you out. Uh, unfortunately, some counties in Pennsylvania absolutely do that and play politics at a different level. It does seem that you, uh, Tony and John, have a cordial relationship. I don't know what it's like to be a county commissioner on a day-to-day basis. I would guess that you guys talk often, meet often. Well, there's certainly uh, constant conversation. I mean, and obviously we respect the sunshine laws. Anything that requires public deliberation, we do that. But one thing I learned that I did not know going into the job is how much other there is than just the public deliberation side that this that the small decisions the day-to-day decisions of of helping to run the county are so important um but getting back to what you said about what the job entails it's also interesting in that it's different than any other organization i've been with because i'll take school board for example it's a very clear hierarchy you've got your school board who hires the superintendent who oversees the principals and other administrators and then on down the line very, very simple hierarchy. In the county, it's not so simple because, okay, we have the commissioners and we're in charge of the budget and the finance and the contract negotiations, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But the courts have their own little, and I'll use the word fiefdom, that they're in charge of with, and, and they have absolute control over their employees and etc. Well, so does the treasurer, so does the register and recorder, so does the prothonotary, so does the sheriff. Every row office has their own little area that is theirs. And by law and by right, we don't have any right to tell them how to operate their little office. And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because they certainly earned that right. It just makes it interesting because you'll come in and, and there'll be different policies throughout even just the, the one floor of the uh, the, um, the courthouse. And that can be a little confusing to people. And I've had people say, well, why don't you do something about X? Well, it's, it's, that's not my domain. And, and that sounds like a cop-out, but it, it's legally the truth. No, I, I think that's an excellent point. I think many people, uh, as you and I were discussing earlier, look to the county commissioners and say, well, they can do anything or they must know everything. They can do anything, <laughs> right? And, and truly, you can't because maybe your meeting this afternoon is with another elected official who was put there by the people. Maybe they don't agree with the commissioners, but that's all part of the process and we, we how try to we find, get there. Yeah, we try to find agreement. I mean, obviously, any, for anything financial, if they need new equipment or want to add a position, then we have to talk to them about that um, and try to find some accommodation. But the way they run their offices, the, the policies they have in place there, that's that's pretty much their domain. Um, so it, it's been a very interesting uh, experience. It's been a very rewarding experience. Uh, certainly with COVID, it's been very challenging. I, I would say any county commissioner in the state would tell you that it's not the job that we it was before COVID because everything, I mean, everything about our lives changed. You know, however you feel about COVID and everything that happened, nobody can deny the impact it had on our nation, our state, and our county. And we're all trying to come to grips with what that means. 
Certainly. And so kind of piggybacking on that, if we will, we might as well jump right into that part. Um, can you talk about what Commissioner Glass thinks are top priorities for the county now that we are coming out of COVID? And just as a tag along on that, is the county getting COVID money? And if so, relief money from the state or the federal government? And if so, how much? Okay. Those are, those are all good questions. Um, well, I'll start with the, the, the relief monies. We got CARES money in 2020. Um, it all got used up um, with various and sundry. We gave, we gave a lot out to municipalities. Um, we used a lot internally. We added a, we used some of it to add a, um, a facility at the jail for, for um, uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on what to call it, but it's basically uh, for any ill patients that we can put them. It's like a double wide um, and it only became actually up and running recently. There were a lot of supply chain issues, as I'm sure we, you know. Absolutely. I, no, nobody who's listening to this has to be told about supply chain issues, I'm sure. But so we spent some money there. Um, and then last year we got the American Rescue Plan funds, but I, there's a few differences there. The CARES money had to be spent by the end of 2020, which was very, very, I'm going to say harmful, because when you make decisions in haste, you make mistakes. And we were forced to like, it's like the old Brewster's Millions movie. You know, they, they, the guy had to spend 30 million in 30 days and he was just trying, thinking of everything he could to get out the door. <laughs> and we were doing, I mean, we did several rounds of grants for businesses and we were trying to do everything we could to figure out what's the best way to spend this money because use it or lose it by the end of the year. With the American Rescue Plan, the government figured out, hmm, that might not have been the smartest thing. They've given us four years to spend this money so we can really take our time and look at what's the truly the best need we can actually do some feasibility studies which we've done with some municipalities about some infrastructure projects and things of that nature the other thing is we've gotten we're going to end up getting over 15 million in what we call arp funding american rescue plan funding um they gave us half of it last year which when we talk about budget that'll be part of the numbers and we're going to get another half this year um, and 15.7 million, I believe it is, sounds like a lot. And, and it is a lot. I don't want to minimize it. But just to give some context, when we asked our municipalities about projects that they had an urgent need for, um, bridges, water projects, you know, like um, water treatment facilities, et cetera, et cetera, that I think the total, and this is just an estimate on their part, when we totaled it up was 93 million. Wow. So you know, yeah, it's a lot of money, but there's also a lot of uses for that money, plus other uses that we have internally. We'll talk about priorities. One of the things I ran on was I, I had toured our jail and it was literally falling apart. I mean, people say, oh, it's falling apart. This, I mean, there was water coming down inside. The roof was compromised a lot. You know, there were internal locks not working. Um, a, a good chance to shout out if you don't do routine maintenance, then <laughs> the not routine maintenance becomes very expensive. And that's 40 years of that backed up we had to, we decided to deal with it and um but that that's part of what we're using the money for is is trying to handle some of our internal things so that's the financial part of covid um how has it affected the county well man how hasn't it affected the county i mean uh, we, you've seen what it's done to local businesses and how so many of them have struggled to make it through and how many, especially like restaurants and, and things of that nature, are, have struggled or closed. Uh, I've seen it in Clearfield. I've seen it in Dubois. I know in other surrounding communities that's happened. Uh, I've got friends who own restaurants uh, who completely got burned out by the process. And while they still are running a restaurant and making money in Clearfield, they're, they're done. They're, they're selling their restaurant. They, they just want out. So um, I think the biggest 
struggles and, and, and um, the things that we need to really focus on are getting economically back on our feet completely as a county. Um, now, obviously, we have the, uh, the, uh, the problem finding workers. Um, and every employer I talk to is screaming that they can't find enough people. Um, figuring out what the new uh, economy looks like. Remote work was already a little bit of a thing. I think it's a lot more of a thing now. People were, businesses were forced to try it. And a lot of them found that, hey, we can, we can do that. And, and we found that some of our employees can worked effectively. Not all of them, but there are certain departments that, that may be able to work at least part-time from home. And it seems like those, to your point, I mean, obviously certain people cannot work from home. You need them yeah. in the facility, say at the jail or wherever. Sure. But those uh, county workers that can. So we do have a program that allows people to work from home or no, we're yeah. going that I mean, way? We, we did. Well, obviously on an emergency basis, we had a lot of that kind of thing rotating while we had shutdowns, et cetera, et cetera, two years ago. And we have not made any decisions on this, but um, CYS has come to us and asked, their management has come and asked, can we have our workers work from home occasionally? They're in the field a lot. They have laptops. Everything is is monitored. Um, it, it seems to me, and this is just me, I do not speak for the board here, but it seems to me that this is a perfect opportunity to see if, if we can get some additional productivity by not having, if they can be at home and concentrate, because there's a lot, CYS is a very, very busy office, and there's a lot of people running around up there, and I don't say that in a negative term. I mean, they're just overwhelmed with the work, and I've heard some of them tell me that if I could be at home for two days a week and get caught up on my paperwork without stuff going on around me and people coming in and taking as many phone calls and et cetera, et cetera, it might be good. And from my own experience, having a couple days where you can really just focus and not have as many dis- distractions around you, that, that that may be valuable. Most definitely. I think we've learned through COVID that that is a real possibility. You're seeing huge companies in our nation go to that. If they can do it, I feel government can do it at some level, certainly make things easier. Uh, you mentioned something uh, earlier and then also something near and dear to my heart, so I want to get to both of those. But new economy in, well, Pennsylvania for sure, are the commissioners, do they back more energy drilling? Do we want to get into natural gas in Clearfield County, or are those days past, or is that something we can go back to? I don't think, you know, it, I, I this is one of those things where I don't think it's really our purview per se. We don't have a whole lot of control over that either way. I don't think any of us are against extraction. Um, my experience, and I, my, my grandparents and my dad grew up in northern Clearfield County up in Goshen, and uh, I, I drive up there sometimes, but more often I fly over it, and, and I'm sure we'll get to that. There are a lot of gas wells that are not that were capped, right. and, and and it's like I don't know that we need to drill more. I feel like we need to use some of the holes we've already uh, started. Sure, and, and that makes sense too. You know, yeah. I, I'm we've already. However, you feel about the environmental aspects, and I really don't want to get into that. If you've already cleared the land and you've got the hole in the ground and you've capped the well it's like you've already done a lot of the most damaging things let's get the gas um right (laughs) so that's how i feel about it so the commissioners don't really have a big part in on that more legislator more legislature yeah yeah. i mean driven we we don't really have any say yay or nay in it um Hmm. and if we were asked i'm sure we'd say you know let's talk about it but we we, we're certainly not against it i'll say that so that makes sense um 
something near and dear to my heart. I, I went through CYS in Jefferson County. Okay. Um, you mentioned CYS here in Clearfield County. How, how are the commissioners approaching that and making sure that these children, to me, are the most vulnerable in our county? Are they, are we, I'm, I'm assuming you tell me they're funded, Michael, we're funding CYS, we're doing what we can. It is an overwhelming job. But what else can be done, Dave, to help those? Well, um, it, it's interesting you bring that up. Obviously, we and most other CYS departments are shorthanded right now. I think there's there's been some burnout issues. Um, that's one of the reasons we're looking at the remote work. If it helps, if it helps our workers' mental state to get a little bit of time not in the office still working but not in the office i'm i'm for that i'm for anything that can help with their mental health because we do not want to burn out our workers and constantly be churning through them that's just it's not good for us and it's certainly not good for them um when you talk about funding it yeah most of i think 80 percent of cys is state funded and, and federal funded don't quote me on that it's around that but it's we get a lot of outside support for that um, I should point out that the CUS case workers are unionized. We recently completed a contract with them that I think both sides gave a little. And it was, you know, I thought it was a good negotiation and that both sides left feeling, oh, I didn't get everything I wanted, but it's a deal. So I'm always in those situations trying to make a fair deal. And we've thought it was fair. They thought it was fair. It gave them a significant uh, pay increase. Uh, it did result in some changes to the health insurance, but that's, that's the way of the world. We're trying, you know, everybody has said in the county to me, we need better pay. And I agree with them, but they've had these awesome benefits forever. And it's like, I need to take a little from this pool so that I can change their, their salaries. Cause the last thing we want to do is just leave the benefits alone, increase the salaries, and then come to all the residents and say, well, I need a five mil tax increase to pay for this. We don't want to do that. So, which makes sense. And I, and so I, I have to ask this question. I know it came up a couple months ago, office of domestic relations. It seems like, and I've only read about this to prepare for this show. Um, the director, Rick Redden, Looks like somebody called a press conference. Somebody said the commissioners don't want to work with us on uh, getting better pay for the people of this. What I would say is a very important office. Very important. I would say, but I always believe that there are two sides to a story. Well, that's fair, and I appreciate you you, uh, you bringing that up. I'll say two things. Number one, the DRO case workers are also unionized, and they are part of a broader union. CYS has their own union, so we could deal with CYS's problems. Which I did not know, by the way, so no, thank that's you fine. for educating me. So CYS we can deal with. Okay, CYS will deal with you. Probation has their own the, the, our probation officer have their own union, and we're it, literally, I may get it, some uh, information from them. We're deep in the negotiations with them. CYS, or I'm sorry, DRO is part of a broader union. So I can't legally only negotiate with the DRO folks. And I also, and that's item number one, item two, I don't believe in negotiating through the press. I've never done it. I've negotiated, been part of negotiating a lot of contracts when I was with the school board and now as part of the county. Um, Negotiating a contract is like sausage making at its worst. When you're in the middle of the process, it's ugly. It's ugly. I'm sorry. There's no two ways about it. Both sides are feeling like, hey, that's not right, blah, blah, blah. You can't judge it until you get to the end of it. And I'll tell you, that's something that I told the courts about the probation contract, which we're in the middle of. I said, we're in the middle of it. You can't. Let, let's get through it. If you're still not satisfied, then I'll, I'll be happy to talk to you. But, you know, part of our job, 
uh, legally is we as commissioners are in charge of negotiating these contracts. And so speaking to your earlier point, it seemed like just as an outsider watching this, uh, Judge Ammerman and Judge Terry also weighed in. They they wrote letters and and said, uh, did they talk to the commissioners about these types of issues? They did. And, and, and look, I have all the respect in the world for the courts, and I've known Rick Redden a long time. These are good people. And, and, and I respect the fact that they're trying to get their people better compensation. Um, and frankly, and this is just me, I want them to get better compensation. It's better for them to get higher compensation. It's better for the county because it's no longer a world where you can get somebody out of college to take 10 bucks an hour, but your healthcare is great. The kids coming out of college, they flipping on Indeed, what do they see? They see the hourly rate. That's all they care about. So we have to become competitive. So it's important to me that we get that rate up, but that's part of bargaining. And we have to go through the process. I respect what the judge has said to me and in in the press. Respectfully, I will answer that we have a bargaining process we have to go through. No, I really appreciate that answer. And with that, I just want to thank our sponsors, Lifespan Family Services, located, located in Dubois Mall for local adoption foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Live with Commissioner Dave Glass, I've been giving him some tough questions, but let's try to ease things up here. Uh, so tell us just a little bit about yourself, Dave. I, I know you, you do a lot in our community, but one thing I know you're passionate about, uh, we're Facebook friends, so I see these great pictures. Always flying somewhere, if you want to tell us how you got into flying and maybe a little bit of your umpire refereeing background. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'll start with the umpire refereeing, and I told this story outside when we were waiting. Um, I've been a sports official for 31 years. As soon as I stopped playing baseball, I wanted to stay around the game, and uh, that was one way to do it. And and now I, I one of the things I take the most pleasure in is mentoring young officials, um, and we have a great group locally. And then I was on the school board, and now I do this. So my mom thinks I'm just the biggest glutton for punishment in the world. (laughs) Um, But I will tell you, in all honesty, that sports officiating is great training for this kind of job because if you make a close call at second base, half the people are mad. doesn't matter. You can know you're right. doesn't matter. Hmm. It's the same thing here. You can make the the tough calls you make in an an office like this, people are going to be upset, and you just have to be able to stand your ground and explain the situation and admit when you're wrong because none of us are perfect. Um, back to the flying, that's a long time thing with me. Uh, it goes back to when I was a kid. My dad flew before him. My uncle flew and my grandfather flew and flacked out. I'm, I'm the treasurer of the flying club that my grandfather helped found in 1966. So there's a lot of history there. And uh, I got away from it for a while in my 20s, but when I turned 30, I don't know why, I just felt like I wanted to get my pilot's license. So for 17 years, I've been flying mostly I do it locally one of my favorite things to do is take kids up who have never flown before I have yet to have a child who gets scared in the air which tells me that fear of flying is learned Uh, Mm. I have adults who don't like it but every child I've ever taken and I've taken over a hundred absolutely has adored the process now I'm careful when I take them it's good weather smooth (laughs) air you know you want to give them a good experience (laughs) but 
Uh, I just love it. And there's something so relaxing to me about getting a thousand or 2000 feet up and you can just see, it's just so beautiful, especially in our area. It's so beautiful. You get a, such a great perspective. It is beautiful. I fly a, a lot out of our local airport and on Southern airlines and you see a lot of beautiful area flying to either Pittsburgh or DC, but it's something I greatly appreciate that we can do that from our community here. Oh, it's it's great. I see we're running out of time. How how about the how fast this this whole thing flew by here? We've it got- just went too fast for us. Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about elections, which I know are important to you. But uh, hopefully, we'll be able to have you back on, Commissioner. Well, I really it, appreciate you. Coming this has on. been great, and I'll tell you, there is a lot of stuff we haven't gotten to, and uh, I would be happy to come back on any time that that you want me to. Well, I appreciate that uh, you'll be getting an invitation soon. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Commissioner Dave Glass, thank you for coming on this morning. Hey, thanks again for having me, Michael.